thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. Thank you, Jesus. My soul is grateful this morning. Father, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you because this is the day that you have made. You said, Lord, as long as we see that your covenant with the day and night has not been broken, as long as we see the sun rise and set, it is proof, Lord, that your covenant is still working. It is proof, Lord, that your mercies are still working. And so, Father, this morning we thank you for your mercies, your sure mercies. We thank you for your grace this morning. Your grace poured out on us through the blood of Jesus. We thank you for your love this morning. Thank you for giving us, Jesus. Be glorified, Father, forevermore. In the mighty name of Jesus, we enter your gates this morning with thanksgiving. We come into your court praising you as the covenant-keeping God, as the one who watches over his word to perform them. You said that not one jot, not one jot of your word will fail until each one of them comes to pass. And so, Father, we thank you this morning for the words spoken over our life every prophecy we thank you for this morning ancient of days be glorified in the mighty name of jesus el leon be glorified in the mighty name of jesus el shaddai be glorified in the mighty name of jesus thank you precious lord as we read the word again this morning lord speak to us grant us understanding and wisdom and let your name alone be glorified in Jesus' mighty name, we afraid. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue reading the book of John, very interesting book. Remember, John's goal is to reveal Jesus as the Son of God. Okay? Never forget that, that that was the sole purpose of John giving us okay this, this account to reveal Jesus as the Son of God. So today we will try and take on two chapters. I am sure we cannot finish chapter 8 today. Okay, so at somewhere along the line, we'll stop on chapter 8 and then tomorrow continues from chapter 8 to chapter 9. Today we take chapter 7 and some part of chapter 8. Chapter 7, mm, Jesus will be questioned, is Jesus the Messiah? Very difficult discussion Jesus will have with the Pharisees here. Promises to be a very enlightening discussion. But Jesus will tell them so, so much. He, was, he will tell them that it was before Abraham. And of course, they will look at him. How old are you? <laughs> How can you be before our fathers? <laughs> okay, Jesus will tell them. And of course, here in John chapter 8, we see the woman caught in adultery. What lessons to learn from her. And then Jesus declares himself. We saw in chapter 6, Jesus said that I am the bread of life. And now Jesus will declare that I am the light of the world. 
Jesus will declare that without him no one no one really has has light to see all right please get your bibles let's read john chapter 7 and 8 jesus and his brothers after this jesus traveled around galilee he wanted to stay out of judea okay because they've been confronting him right left and center he wanted to stay out of Judea, where the Jewish leaders were plotting his death. Uh, but soon it was time for the Jewish festivals of shelter, shelters. Remember that festival, right? Where the children of Israel would camp out, okay? Uh, make little, little, small, small camps where, okay, they are supposed to stay and it was supposed to be a reminder for them to remember how God brought them out of the land of egypt out of bondage okay so it was almost time for the festival of shelters and jesus's brothers are said to him leave here and go to judea where your followers can see you can see your miracles okay he says you can't become famous if you hide like this if you can do such wonderful things show yourself to the world Okay, so the question is, who were, okay, so Jesus had a few brothers, okay, so who were these? Was James among them? James, who will eventually write the book of James. Uh, James, who will eventually become uh, one of the heads of the church after Jesus departed. Was he among them? Because I sense a bit of doubt in their word. Or... I haven't grown up with him. They're asking him, yeah, you, you can do these amazing things. Why don't you step out? Let people see what you can do now. Show yourself to the world. Okay? Live here and go to Judea. I, I don't know whether they were not aware that they were trying to kill him. He says, where your followers can see your miracles. He says, so you, you, you can't become famous if you hide like this. If you can do such wonderful things, show yourself to the world. He says, for even his brothers didn't believe in him. Did you hear that? Even his brothers didn't believe in him. Of course, along the line, okay, everybody eventually comes around. Okay, so it's not, it wasn't that much a big problem. His brothers did not deny him or betray him. <laughs> like some of his apostles will eventually, will eventually do. If you grew up with Jesus, you grew up with this young man and all of a sudden he tells you that he was the son of God. How easy was it for you to just accept that? Okay? <laughs> so 6 says that Jesus replied, Now is not the right time for me to go. But you can go anytime. Okay? Your own time is anytime. It's not the right time for me to go. He says the word can't eat you, but it does eat me because I accuse it of doing evil. Okay, so when he says the word, he is not talking about um, just people. I think he is talking about the system of the word, and he is talking about about you know the devil. Yes, you know, remember the devil said that he was the god of this world. He said he told Jesus that look, he showed Jesus the kingdoms of this world, and said that they belonged to him. So it was that word that he was accusing. He says, but it hates me because I accuse it of doing evil. So you, you go on. I am not going I am not going to this festival. 
because my time has not yet come. So one thing I like about Jesus is that Jesus will not move unless God he sees the Father do it, unless God moves. Okay, so Jesus says, my time has not come. Of course, we've read John chapter 7 before. We know that he will eventually go. Since after saying these things, Jesus remained in, well, in Galilee. Next, Jesus teaches openly at the temple. 10 says, but after his brothers left for the festival, Jesus also went, though secretly, staying out of public view. So the Jewish leaders tried to find him at the festival and kept asking if anyone had seen him. Obviously, they know his brothers. They know his family. The way the Jewish culture then was, uh, your parents would have been bringing you to the temple. Okay, so they knew they know his brothers. They know they know James. Uh, they know they know his sisters. Okay, so where is your brother? You say ah, he didn't say he was coming. No, he didn't say he was coming. He said he was going to stay back. Okay, so they've been asking around. They tried to find him at the festival and kept asking if anyone had seen him. Since there was a lot of grumbling about him among the crowds, some argued he is a good man, but others said he is nothing but a fraud who deceives the people. So where did this accusation come from? Okay, so we understand the Jewish leaders, we understand the Pharisees and the elders, okay, who were jealous of Jesus. Okay, is it that their murmurings and uh, the lies that they have been planting, is it what is coming out of the people? Because some of the people themselves were saying that it deceives the people okay so uh this is my thinking uh not everybody who walked in the days of jesus was healed okay yes everyone who reached out for jesus who expressed their faith in him were healed but i wouldn't be surprised if some people came and then they just wanted to they just wanted to test jesus some of them were in that crowd and were not healed and then they felt that he was a fraud I was at his meeting. I, I did not receive my healing. Whereas they knew that uh, they were doing such things to try to discredit him. He says, some of them said, he is nothing but a fraud who deceives the people. Said, but no one had the courage to speak favorably, favorably about him in public. Why? Because the Jewish leaders will cast you, will throw you out of the temple. Okay, Who wants to be in a position where you are not able to worship God? He says that, but no one had the courage to speak favorably about him in public, for they were afraid of getting in trouble with the Jewish leaders. Since then, midway through the festival, Jesus went up to the temple and began to teach. Hey! So like I said, Jesus just had his own way of looking for trouble. He knew that they wanted to kill him. Well, Jesus will not move unless his father says it was time to move. That was why... Even those who wanted to kill him, we see him like this and be looking at him and be powerless. Okay? Because the father was walking. It is midway through the festival. Jesus went up, went up to the temple and began to teach. The people were surprised when they had him. How does he know so much when he hasn't been trained? They asked. When he is not a Levite. He is not one of the elders. He has not been schooled. How does he know 
all these things okay we know that he knows all these things because god gave him john told us john chapter one that god gave him the spirit without limits yes the holy spirit who knows all things okay jesus has that spirit and that spirit is what helps jesus to teach teach the way he teaches okay it says in 16 so jesus told them my message is not my own it comes from god who sent me anyone who wants to do the will of god will know whether my teaching is from god or is merely my own if you want to do the will of god if your interest is to do the will of god if you listened to jesus you would know whether his message was or his teachings were from god or they were merely from they were they were merely his own or from men how because you know you know the commandments you know the greatest commandment they have challenged him before what is god the greatest commandment to love the lord your god with all your heart your soul your mind and strength and to love your neighbor as yourself majority of not even majority everything jesus ever opens his mouth to say was telling them to love god was telling them to love their neighbor so how could he have been you know a fraud hmm. let's continue it says those who speak for themselves want glory only for themselves did you hear that jesus never spoke to glorify himself he was not interested in that in fact instead he, he would say that he had come to die instead he would make himself the lowest he would make himself the servant the one who will wash everybody's feet the one who will see people and be crying leaders didn't the leaders of those days didn't didn't do that the leaders of those days will be in front they have to sit at the top of the table they have to be the one that is served okay jesus was not doing that so it should have been clear that he was not speaking or he did not want his own glory he says those who speak for themselves want glory only for themselves but a person who speaks to honor the one who sent him speaks truth and uh, speaks truth, not lies. He says, Moses gave you the law, but none of you obey it. In fact, you are trying to kill me. Hey, the crowd replied, you are demon possessed. Who is trying to kill you? Okay, so the, trial, the crowd can pretend all they want. They know that the Jewish leaders were trying to assassinate him. They were trying to eliminate him. So, claiming that he was demon-possessed just because he claims that they were trying to kill him, okay, was just being ingenious. Who is trying to kill you? They asked. Jesus replied, I did one, one miracle. To tell you the truth, it wasn't one. No, eh? Jesus had done several miracles. But this particular one was the problem. The one with that man you know at the pool of Bethsaida <laughs> that had been there for 38 years is the is the major problem here jesus replied i did one miracle on the sabbath and you were amazed but you walk on the sabbath right yes major all of them walk on the sabbath it is but you walk on the sabbath too when you obey moses law of circumcision actually this tradition of circumcision began with the patriarchs long before the law of moses so one of the things you must learn as a bible student is to know 
the laws that Moses gave to them, okay, and the ones, okay, that were before, before even Moses. Circumcision, for example, God gave God gave to Abraham as a sign of the covenant between him and Abraham. You know, uh, the law of tithing, for example, didn't come with with Moses. Okay, no. It started long with Abraham, which was a sign of of Abraham worshiping God. Okay, so you want if you're a Bible student, you want to pay attention to so, such things. Jesus said, actually, this tradition of circumcision began with the patriarchs long before the law of Moses. Since for if the correct time for circumcising your son falls on the Sabbath, you go ahead and do it. So as not to break the law of Moses. So, so, so why should you be angry with me for healing a man on the Sabbath? Say, look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. Hey! So maybe let's discuss about looking be beneath the surface this morning as we go. Okay, so he told them, look beneath the surface. Eh? Then you'll be able to judge correctly. If you really, really are sincere you would not have not done anything wrong what did i do wrong because i healed somebody on the sabbath okay i caused somebody to be praising god of course everyone who were around would have been shouting themselves i wouldn't be surprised if one or two of them were able to push to receive their healing too on that day okay jesus said "Ah, so why should you be angry with me for healing a man on the Sabbath. Look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. You want to judge correctly? Test it with the word of God. Hallelujah. Yes, look beyond, look be, uh, beneath the surface. Okay, don't don't just look at the, the things on the surface, at the things that are just dancing before you and trying to confuse you. Judge it with the word of God. And you should be able to discern whether this is the truth or this is the lie. Next, Jesus, the Messiah. Some of the people who lived in Jerusalem started to ask each other, Isn't this the man they are trying to kill? But here he is speaking in public and they say nothing to him. Could our leaders possibly believe that he is the Messiah? So they would only do things because their leaders told them to anyway to be to be fair that is what the law of moses say okay they were supposed to listen to the levites okay so he said could our leaders possibly believe that he is the messiah but how could he be for we know where this man comes from when the messiah comes he will simply appear no one will know where he comes from did you hear that so Please hold on to this, this important word, this verse 27, that these people declare here. John chapter 7, verse 27. Uh, this is going to be the test for the mad the Mahdi, okay? The, the Antichrist who will come eventually to deceive the people. When he comes, okay, no one is supposed to know where he comes from. Okay, they said, but how can he be? For we know where this man comes from. We know his, his father. His father is dead. I don't, so they never told us what happened to, to Joseph. Okay, maybe he died 
of a disease or sickness or, or, or anything we are not told what we know is that his father his father died early huh? he wasn't really that old when he died okay we know his mother the mother that told us that uh, 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 she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit <laughs> and Joseph, eh? we know that it was it was Joseph that she was betrothed to, but because we didn't want to talk, okay, we just left them. And then uh, the mother eventually remarried, and these are the other these are the other his other brothers and sisters. Okay, so we know where he comes from. It's they said that when the Messiah comes, he will simply appear. How does somebody simply appear? Okay, this will be what the Mahdi we use to defeat to deceive the Jewish nation, the nation, because it will suddenly appear. It says no one will know where it comes from. While Jesus was teaching, let's go on verse twenty-eight. While Jesus was teaching in the temple, he called out, "Yes, you know me, hmm. and you know where I come from, but I." But I'm not here on my own. The one who sent me is true. And you don't know him. No one knows the father. Listen this morning. No one knows the father. The only one who knows the father. Who has seen the father. And is in the father himself. Is Jesus. Jesus says you don't know him. But I know him. Because I come from him. And he sent me to you. He sent me to you. He says, then the leaders tried to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him because his time had not yet come. His time had not yet come. And so, because Jesus was walking within his time, no one could touch him. He says that his time had not yet come. Many among the crowd at the temple believed in him. After all, they said, would you expect the Messiah to do more mirac miraculous signs than this man has done? So it wasn't that they didn't know that he was doing miraculous signs. Accusing him of deceiving the people, okay, was just being ingenuous. Okay, he was doing miraculous signs. So maybe they were accusing him of stylishly gathering followers to himself. One day he would just rise up and say, hey, time to follow me. I am changing the laws and the custom. And then, okay, so maybe that's what they were accusing him for. And that was why Jesus was telling them, uh, those people would have been doing those things to, to glorify themselves, to show themselves. But I have come to represent the one who sent me. They said, would the Messiah do more miraculous sign than this man has done? So when the Pharisees heard that the crowd were whispering such things, they and the leading priests sent temple guards to arrest Jesus. So, but Jesus told them, I will be with you only a little longer. Then I will return to the one who sent me. <laughs> Since you will search for me, but not find me. And you cannot go where I am going. <laughs> so the Jewish leaders were puzzled by this statement. Where is he planning to go? They asked. Is he thinking of leaving the country and going to the, Jewish, to the Jews in other lands? Maybe he will even teach the Greeks. What does he mean when he says, You will search for me but not find me, and you cannot go where I am going? Okay, so they didn't know. We know. <laughs> Jesus was going to the Father, but no one was going to be able to come to the Father unless they received Jesus. Now, Jesus declares, 
that is the living water verse 30 from 37 on the last day the climax of the festival jesus stood and shouted to the crowd anyone who is thirsty may come to me anyone who believes in me may come and drink for the scripture declares rivers of living water hey rivers of living water will flow will flow from their hearts okay so very many of the prophets declared this the prophet Joel, for example declared this that in the last days in rivers of living water there will be an outpouring of the spirit of god upon people jesus says let me read that again he says anyone who is thirsty come Isaiah said, come and buy, buy, buy wine, wine that you buy with tests. Come, if you are hungry, you will find Jesus. It's, Jesus says, anyone who is thirsty, come to me. That's how you find Jesus. There has to be this test, this test, this longing. David puts it this way. He says, as the deer longs for the water, my soul longs for you. There has to be that test. Jesus says, anyone who believes in me may come and drink. When you believe in Jesus, you will drink of the living water of eternal life. He says, for the scripture declares rivers of living water will flow from their hearts. He says, when he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit uh, who would be given to everyone uh, believing in him. But the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. Next, there's division and unbelief. When the crowd heard him say this, some of them declared, surely this man is the prophet we've been expecting. Okay, they've been expecting the Messiah all this while. They said, he is the prophet we've been expecting. Others said, he is the Messiah. Still others said, but it can't be. Will the Messiah come from Galilee? Okay. okay of course he just came from galilee to the place did not mean say that he was born in galilee they said but it can't be will the messiah come from galilee for the scripture clearly states that the messiah will be born of the royal line of david in bethlehem the village where king david was born so where was jesus born and is is he not from the tribe of judah okay so you find that in micah chapter 5 in micah chapter 5 verse 2 they said it will be from the royal line of David. He says, so the crowd was divided about him. Some even wanted him arrested, but no one laid a hand on him. So when the temple guards returned without, without having arrested Jesus, the leading priests and Pharisees demanded, why didn't you bring him in? Listen to their response. He said, we have never had anyone speak like this. Hey. Oh God, we have never had anyone speak like this. If you went to Jesus' meeting, I promise you, you have never had anyone speak like that ever before. The guards responded, Have you been led astray too? The Pharisees mocked. Is there a single one of us, rulers or Pharisees, who believes in him? <laughs> of course, that's a big lie. Many of them believed in him. Joseph of Arimathea, who eventually asked for the body of Jesus, is one of them. Nicodemus that we know came to Jesus. John chapter 3 is one of them. He said, is there a single one of us rulers or Pharisees who believes in him? This foolish crowd follows him, but they are ignorant of the law. God's curse is on them. 
since then Nicodemus, the, the leader who had met with Jesus earlier, spoke up. Is it legal to convict a man before he is given a hearing? He asks. <laughs> oh God. Remember they just said though, that is there anyone among them? They said, is there a, any single one of us rulers or Pharisees who believes in him? So when one of them is speaking up now, uh, and it's looking like the person believes in him, they will move the GoPros. So Nicodemus said, is it legal to convict a man before he is given a hearing? He asked. They replied, are you from Galilee? <laughs> so you see how people work. Eh? They shifted the GoPros. Now it is about tribe. They made it about, about tribe uh, when it was not about now that this one ticks this man, this Nicodemus ticks the box of being one of the elders, they moved it from where he was he was from. Okay? So, accusing Nicodemus of possibly of nepotism. He says, they replied, are you from Galilee? Are you from Galilee too? Search the scriptures and see for yourself. No prophet ever comes from Galilee. No prophet ever comes from Galilee. Okay? So, you will notice in your own Bible that you have verse 53 there, at least in the New Living Translation. That is not in every, in every, in most manuscript. Okay? 53 says, Then the meeting broke up and everybody went home. Alright? Okay? So, big lessons that we have learned here. Big lessons. Jesus and these people... And his encounter with them was very, very, very amazing. All right, let's go on to John chapter 8. Let's read as many as we as much as we can read. A woman caught in adultery, John chapter 8. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives. About early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. It was a constant tone <laughs> in the in the heart of these people. Eh? He wasn't ordained as a priest, eh? but he was constantly at the temple. He says, a crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught, taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Eh? They were the one that brought the woman. Eh? You know, if you, if, you, if you have watched Jesus of Nazareth, the movie before, you will know that it looked as if it was a mob. Uh -huh. that were just pushing the woman that were beating the woman bringing the woman and then it was as if jesus was they brought jesus was in a particular location and then they just brought the woman the woman to jesus here we know better that jesus was even in the temple can you imagine how wicked these people have they brought this woman okay in their law according to their law this should have actually defied the temple okay but they didn't care they just what they were just looking for anything to discredit Jesus. When you allow jealousy to enter your heart, I'm telling you, it will destroy you. It will destroy you. It will make you do things, eh? Things that even you you will be amazed at. Says the Pharisees brought this woman who had been caught in the act of adultery, and they put her in front of Jesus. If she was caught in the act of adultery, the very act of like another one version puts it, where is the man? Eh? So you allowed the man to run away, and you now brought only a teacher. They said to Jesus, This woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her, What do you say? What would you have said? 
if Jesus said, if Jesus was lenient, okay, um, don't kill her now. They will say that he was tolerating, he was tolerating adultery, okay, and they will use that to discredit him. If he says, ah, hey, what a, what an abomination, kill her, stone her to death. That is what the law of Moses said. They will go and report that to the Roman soldiers that he sentenced somebody, somebody to death. So they asked him, what do you say? <laughs> they were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with, uh, with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Hey, okay. <laughs> everybody there has sinned. Since then, he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers had this, they slipped away one by one. Eh? One by one, eh? they were living. Beginning from the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? He says, No, Lord, she replied. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Go and sin no more wow go and sin no more and i think that's where i want to stop today go and sin no more jesus does not accuse you go and sin no more the accuser is the devil jesus is not the accuser jesus says go and sin no more don't let your sin be able to separate you from Jesus. Never. Jesus came to take away your sins. Remember what we said, look beneath the surface. You can judge correctly for yourselves. Jesus came to take away your sin. How can he want to condemn you? This morning, open up your heart. Jesus, I give you everything that I am. I come to you today. Lord, open my eyes. Father, help me to know Jesus better today in the mighty name of Jesus. Will you say that prayer for yourself? Lord, I want to know Jesus better today in the name of Jesus. Ah, Father, open my eyes this morning. Thank you because you paid the price for my sins. Thank you, Lord, because I am not condemned. Yes, Lord. I can enter into the presence of the presence of the Father. This morning, Lord, be glorified. This morning, be exalted. Father, thank you. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.